God bless you and welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. If you would like to support the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network, be a part of our ministry team, go to anchor.fm slash anthony wilson slash support. That's anchor.fm slash anthony wilson slash support. If you would like to give a one-time gift, go to your cash app, dollar sign, a Wilson 2273. Again, cash app dollar sign A Wilson 2273. We appreciate your support in helping this ministry to go forward. Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. Enjoy the episode. God bless, God bless, and welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. This is Anthony Wilson, your host, and uh, this particular episode is not going to be very long, but I believe that there's something very important that needs to be addressed. And if you can tell by the title, I'm asking the question, why are there so many false prophets and false teachers in our day? Why? 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 Why is this so prevalent? Why is everywhere you turn, there is a false prophet or a false teacher? And why is it allowed to continue to keep going on and on and on and on? And and, and it feels like there's nothing that we can do about it. And you have people that are turned off from Christianity, turned off from the Bible, that are, are walking away from the churches, all because they're running into false prophets and false teachers. And it's not just what they are teaching and saying, but it's also how they're behaving. They're living lives that are, are, are not uh, promoting godliness. They're doing things to people and wounding people. And everywhere on YouTube, there's whole channels dedicated to exposing you know, false prophets and false teachers there, man, there, there are people that are monetized, you know, because there are so many false prophets and false teachers that there's enough that everybody can go viral. Everybody can go and, and, and sound the alarm. And, and, and you wonder why, you know, why, why is this happening? Why is this so normal? It's so regular. It's, it's everywhere. in uh, in and, and, and it's difficult. It's difficult to swallow. And, you know, as a as a, a pastor, as one who handles God's word, as one who teaches, who's as one who's a missionary or, you know, uh, some would argue over using the term apostle as one who is sent, one who is sent out to preach the gospel and strengthen the churches, not in the sense of the 12. There, there are no more of those apostles and there never will be. But there are those that are missionaries that are sent out. And the word for that missionary in the Bible is uh, apostolos, which is apostle. But we're not going to get into that. And, and I think that's actually one of the reasons, you know, and, and as I get into this topic, one of the main reasons that there are so many false prophets and false teachers is because the word of God predicted it from Jesus all the way to the apostles in their epistles, they predicted that there would be false prophets and false teachers. You know, Jesus says in Matthew chapter seven um, and verse 15, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, 
but inwardly they are ravaging, ravenous wolves. Um, He said, you will know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but all bad trees bear bad fruit. And we have to understand that Jesus is telling them right off the bat. He's teaching his disciples. He's showing them that you're going to have to deal with false prophets. They are coming and they're going to pretend to be the people's friends. They're going to pretend to be uh, friendly and, and, and nice, but in, inside they're ravenous wolves. And you're going to have to know them by their fruit. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 11, he says, Then many false prophets will arise up <laughs> and deceive many. You know, because lawlessness will abound and the love of many will wax wax cold. Sorry. But he who endures to the end shall be saved that man, you're going to have to stay faithful to God, even with false prophets leading people astray. You know, Peter says in second Peter chapter two, he said, but there were also false prophets among the people. And even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Um, Verse three says, but covet by covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words for a long time. Their judgment has not been idle for their destruction does not slumber. What is going on here that there are so many false. The Bible predicted it. Uh, John predicts it as well in first John chapter four, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world that this is what the Bible says was going to happen. And so we have to accept that the word of God predicted this. The word of God tells us that this is what's going to happen. This is. This must happen, I guess, because, you know, at at this time, the false prophets, uh, the Bible teaches us that false prophets were used to test Israel to see if Israel really loved God or did they just want, you know, God to bless them and give them what they wanted, you know, and it's like, whoa, why would God use a false prophet, you know, to test Israel? And allow them to have to deal because he said, even if their word comes to pass, that doesn't mean that they're a true prophet. And you would think, well, man, if the, if the word comes to pass, aren't they a true prophet? And here's what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 13. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and he gives you a sign or a wonder and the sign or the wonder comes to pass of which he spoke to you. Let us go after, and he says to you, let us go after other gods, which you have not known and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams for the Lord. Your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul and mind. Man, he wants to see if you really love him. And so he allows these false prophets and you're saying, well, God allows that. Yeah. Because are you just in it for what you can get from God? Are you just in it for what, uh, you know, God can bless you with? You know, a lot of churches are filled with false prophets because people want blessings. You know, Peter said that they will exploit you with covetousness. 
Covetousness is the lust of the eye. It's greed. It's wanting things more than you want God. And so, yeah, there's going to be false prophets, number one, because the Bible predicted it. But number two, because people want to hear these prophecies. They want prosperity. They want everything in life to go well. They want to see signs and wonders and miracles. They want to see these things. They don't want to understand the will of God. They just want what they want. And so they're being exploited. And so in, in, in churches all across the, the country, all across the world, you know, you, there, there's there's prophets over uh, overseas in Africa and in South America that are doing witchcraft and they're going to shamans to get power so that they can prophesy. And it, it, it's it, it's it's egregious to see, you know, we saw back during the election. All these prophets coming out, prophesying, prophesying. And, and it's like, man, who was really right? Who was really focused on what thus saith the Lord? And who was focused on, oh, who can I get to tune into my channel? Who can I get to follow me? Who can I, you know, give them what they want to hear? Because if you wanted Biden to win, then you followed the prophets that said Biden. If you wanted Trump to win, then you followed the prophets that said, and, and this is God testing you to see if you love God. He wants us to love him, not to love what we can just get from him. And so, yeah, the Bible predicts it, but also people are people of God are being tested because God wants to see what you want. Do you want him or do you want what these prophets can give you? And I think uh, that's huge because people will allow themselves to be duped, hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok. The wool pulled over their eyes for the sake of hearing what they want to hear. The Bible talks about them having itching ears that they will heap for themselves teachers that will say what they want, not what they need. Right. Not what the, not what God is saying. Second Timothy, chapter four. Verse three, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And we talked about fables on this particular podcast, mythos, mythology, stories that replace the truth, that undermine what is true. And so they, they want to hear what they want to hear. And so being uh, deceived is what they want because they want to hear what they want to hear. You know, and I think thirdly is because they don't know the word. Look, we'll stay right here in Second Timothy, chapter two. He tells him verse one, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing as in his kingdom, preach the word. Preach the word. Now, in this context, this is what you want. Preach the word and only the word. You know, some people are, are doing a whole lot of preaching, but they're not preaching the word. They're using the word to say things that they want to say. They're using the word to promote things that they want to promote. But they're not actually allowing you 
to hear what the word of God is saying without any additives, without any preservatives, without trying to dress it up and make it sound better for you. And, and, and because the only thing that's going to produce faith in you is the word. The word is God convincing you of his will, of his plan, of his purpose. And so when I take the word and I say other things that the word is not saying, I'm uh, I'm interrupting the process of faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that when you hear the word of God, it produces number one saving faith, but it also produces the faith to continue with God. And that's why you've got to hear the word on a regular basis. You've got to have people who will preach the word. And he said, goes on to say, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, convince people of the word. If, if the word is saying all these good things that we want to hear, if the word is just giving me all the stuff that I, I, I want to have, if the word is just, you know, everything that I want, I wouldn't need convincing. He says rebuke, man, that means call to account. That means through the word, show people their fault, show them where they are wrong, exhort. This means to persuade them to be obedient with all long suffering and teaching. This means, hey, Timothy, you're going to have to hang in there because people are, are, are going to struggle with some of these things that are found in the word. And they're going to struggle because it's not going to be as entertaining as some of the stuff that they're going to receive. It's not going to be as, as fun. It's not going to be as exciting. One guy told me, he said, you know, uh, Pastor, I, I know your job is hard because the word is not exciting. The word is life changing, but it's not exciting. The word is the truth, but 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 it's it, it's, it's not entertaining. And, and we must understand that we've got to stay away from the entertainers and stick to those who are preaching the word. The word must be preached. The word must be preached because the only thing that will change our life is the word, the unadulterated word of God. And that means that you've got to dig in here. You've got to dig into the word. You know, Timothy, study. Right. Be diligent. Second Timothy, chapter two and verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, not to people. You don't want people approving you. You don't want peace that comes from the world. Everybody's patting you on the back and they're saying you're doing a good job. You want to be approved by God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings for they will increase to more ungodliness. And see, that's what's happening. You know, sometimes we wonder, like, why aren't people changing? Why aren't people maturing? Why aren't people growing up in Christ? How come they're not able to suffer through? Why don't you see more Christians preaching the word and, 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 and letting God use them to win souls? Why is it that they're flocking to the church and they're feeling good, but you're not seeing them be effective in ministry, effectively reaching the lost, that, that, that you just see church transfers. If a new church opens up on the block and they they got all the fixings and all all the trappings and all the good stuff in it. People flock over to that church because it's new and it's got a better stage and lightings. Not because you don't see new converts coming. You see people who have been going to church and maybe they stopped liking their church. And so they join this new church. But where are the new converts? 
We're a people who are giving their, their, their life to Christ, who are bowing their knee to Jesus and confessing him as Lord, believing that God raised him from the dead, believing that he is now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high and that he is preparing a place for them and that they need to go out and strengthen one another and reach those who do not know him. Where are the folks that are preaching that, and, and, you know, preaching the full counsel of God? Why, you know, why do we want people to cherry pick and just find all the blessings? And some of these things aren't even blessings. They're just being manipulated and twisted. You know, Paul tells T Titus, a young preacher in Titus chapter two, he said, but as for you. Speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. Sound doctrine is wholesome, healthy, well-rounded, balanced doctrine, balanced teaching, teaching that has been proven, teaching that has been tested, teaching that has been solid, not following and chasing after whatever is new and fresh and, ooh, I've never heard it said like that, so I want to... So why are there so many false prophets and teachers is because people don't know the word and people won't be diligent to study the word. They won't be diligent. People feel like, oh, that's that's uh, legalistic to get up every morning and read through your Bible. <laughs> how can that be? The word of God is how we live our lives as Christians. When you look at the New Testament Almost everything they did was because it was already written. Everything they said was built off of what was already written. They lived their life based upon the word of God. That's how they lived. And now we live our life based upon the word of God. But if but 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 if something new and fresh that that that, that tickles our flesh, that that satisfies the itching in our ears, we'll accept that and we'll take that. Realistically, you could shut down all the false prophets by just becoming a Berean. You say, "What? What do you? What's a Berean? Why are you using that term? That's my favorite term. I want everybody to be a Berean." You say, "Well, what's a Berean?" In Acts chapter seventeen, um, verse ten, then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. And these were more fair minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. That's what I mean by be a Berean. The Bereans were a group of Jewish believers they were in the synagogue still. They were worshiping in the synagogue. Paul was sent. Paul and Silas were sent. They were attacked in another place and they were sent here and they were received. They were received, but they weren't received without being examined. Examine what people are saying. Do proper context, proper understanding of the scriptures. You know, what are they saying? Does that actually fit? Are they manipulating the text? Are they saying something with that passage that should not be said? Are they showing you the context so that you know that, OK, yeah, that fits that context. You're not manipulating that. It's important. We must be those type of people.
Paul was going around preaching. In Acts chapter 17, Paul had preached everywhere. He, 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 by the time he got to Acts chapter 17, man, they said he shook up the world. Everybody knew who he was. He had turned the world upside down. But these men said, no, nah, we're we going to search the scripture. We're going to find out if what you're saying is actually so. This is not disrespectful. This is not wrong. We should be searching the scriptures to find out what is so. Anything that anybody says ought to be tested. Ought to be checked and verified. You know, there's a guy um, out there, Dr. Michael Heiser. And one of the things that he always says is, what are the original sources, primary sources? Not secondary, third. What are the primary sources? Because those primary sources are the way that we are going to know that you didn't just get some pseudo scholarship, some off brand, some secondary, secondhand scholarship from somebody who was just mad. And so they rewrote their own stuff. Primary sources. And so I'm going to end there. I'm going to end there because I could go and, and just go on and on and on. And I don't want to go on and on and on. But why are there so many false prophets? Number one, because the Bible said so. Uh, number two, because it's a test. It's a test of your love for God. There's so many people that just want to hear what they want to hear, that they'll let false prophets prophesy to them. And then number three, because people don't know the word. They don't know how to test the sermon. The Bible says despise not prophecy. Right. But test everything. Test everything. What is prophecy? When you preach the word of God, that is a form of prophecy. You are speaking forth what God what is what is on God's heart, what is on his mind through his word. And so it has to be tested. Are you handling that right? He said rightly dividing. Are they rightly dividing the word? Are they separating it out properly or are they taking it apart and mishandling it. And so I want to thank you for listening uh, to my little rant. <laughs> Amen. Uh, message me if you have any questions. Go to anchor.fm slash Anthony Das Wilson slash message or go to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network dot WordPress dot com and send me a message. I have a brand new book out, The Hand of God, where you can find that at the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network dot WordPress dot com. You can get some of our books there and you can check out some of our other podcasts there. Remember, you can support us there as well. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank uh, all, all the listeners, all the supporters um, of this particular podcast. We're we're steaming forward. You know, we're going to try to go as long as God, you know, gives us the provision and the resources to go. We're going to be around for a while. So God bless you. Remember, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you.